Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that broadcasts live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. We have a guest in the studio. He's a member of parliament. He is a trained pilot. He is a unionist and very many other things. But before we welcome and introduce him, let him hear the day's proverb. Mm, City. From the country of Mauritania. Yeah, he's flown there. Yeah, I'm certain he has northwest mm -hmm. of Africa. Okay. Mm -hmm. Former French colony. Mm -hmm. With a capital city that is extremely difficult to pronounce. Stop it. It is. And the president who has seven names. Yes, I'm like around 15 uh, of names. Of which three are the same. Yes. Mohammed, or the other, or the other, or the other. Yes, and yes. then and then Mohammed. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's the other bit. But mm -hmm. we can call him Gilbert. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> it is only the water that spilled. The bowl is not broken. It is only the water that spilled. Really speaking, that's it. The bowl is not broken. So what is this fuss about? And we know we got the water from. Intact. Captain Ronald Karauri is a member of parliament for Kasarani constituency. He joins us in the studio. Good morning, Captain. Good morning and I'm happy to be here. Karibu sana to Kenya's biggest conversation. Thank you very much. That is a hot seat. <laughs> we don't, this is not like the jumper seat. It's a hot seat, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's yet to get hot, I hope. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. waiting for the heat. Not, nothing yet, right? <laughs> nothing yet. <laughs> this proverb, first of all, um, you, have, you are a, pilot, a trained pilot. Correct. You still have a license. Yes, I'm not up to date, so <laughs> up I can't date. fly anymore. But I'm, I am, yes, I'm a qualified pilot. Have you flown to this country that this man is telling us about? No, I haven't. <laughs> no, okay. I haven't. Neighboring countries, mm. <laughs> somewhere around there, like Senegal. Neighboring, Senegal, of course. Libya, Egypt. Libya, and Egypt. You're still stuck on Libya, and Egypt. Are those countries not in Africa? <laughs> <laughs> so they are neighboring, even if it is Eswatini. It's neighboring, it's neighboring. It's neighboring it's Mauritania. Africa. Zimbabwe and is neighbors Kenya. Now, yeah. I know there's Tanzania in between. Yes. yes but, so? <laughs> <laughs> Never been. No, not, not been there. Yet. No, no, no. You have flown with Kenya Airways for many years. 11 years. 11 years. Yes. And by the time you were leaving, you were flying one of the largest planes on the fleet. When I was leaving, I was a captain on the 737. The 737. It's, it's actually at the time it was it's, it was this, not the smallest mm. because the embryos came after that. Mm. But uh, you know the progression is you start with a small plane as a co-pilot, as a co-pilot all the way, go all the the way up. Then you become a commander on the small plane and again go all the way up. So I left before I could fly the Dreamliner and the rest. Okay. Yeah. Hey. But 11 years working yes. for Kenya Airways. It's a long time. And by the time I left, I was also, and that's why I keep commenting on these union issues right. and CALPA issues. I was the general secretary of CALPA for quite a bit of time. Uh, I was uh, the assistant general secretary when Naikuni was there. Mm. And then when Bubi came, I was the general secretary. Mm. Mm. Yes. And How many strikes did you call as I, a general secretary of CALPA? I, I never called for any strike. Oh I called for some sort of industrial action, right. but we never got to the point where we called for a full strike. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So now when you see a full strike right now happening, 
it means the deadlock that they had in their negotiations must have been severe. Mm. Yes. I'm interested to know what your thoughts are about what is happening currently. There are both sides who are saying very many things. Yes. Um, you talk about not having ever gotten to strike when you were the SG. So mm. it would not have been you banging your hand on the table. Yes. Uh, like what we've seen over the last couple of days. Mm. But what is your um, overall view of what is currently happening, having been on the inside at some point? Yeah, I think it's unfortunate. Huh? And I think... So now that the strike has happened, I'm sure negotiations must have happened before. And for it to get to this point, as I've said, uh, they must have reached a point where negotiations were not working anymore. But then now planes are grounded. For me, the unfortunate thing is to see the uh, chief executive refuse to negotiate. And of course, we all, we all know the situation the airline is in. And as a private business that is there to make money, when you have planes grounded, they're losing money every day. So for the, for the CEO to say he's not willing to negotiate at all, it means at some point this airline will not be able to be salvaged. So for me, it's a very unfortunate situation, but I think the CEO should negotiate with the pilots. Yes. The CEO was here yesterday, exactly this time, uh -huh. and he said the exact opposite. <laughs> he said, in fact, when CALPA uh, officials sent him the first notice for strike, he called them for a meeting. They sat for a meeting. Mm -hmm. They even went for several meetings with the ministry. Mm -hmm. There was another meeting that was mediated by the Secretary General of Kotu, Francis mm -hmm. Atwoli. And Kenya Airways management had several concessions that they were making towards, you know, resolution of the issue. But CALPA officials were adamant. What they started with is what they have continued with. They have not budged an inch. So, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've dealt with the management of CALPA. I've not dealt with the current CEO. Mm. But I think there's a culture whereby they do, not, they do not appreciate or recognize, in terms of the Labor Relations Act, the collective bargaining process. So, for example, and I believe that's what happened at, at this point, huh? they do drastic actions unilaterally. Then what happens is that CALPA is, is trying to catch up and negotiate backwards. So when it becomes something has been taken, taken away from you and you're trying to just recover what was taken away unilaterally, it becomes sort of, it's not even a negotiation anymore. You're trying to get back what was taken away. So when people are adamant and they take something from you, then force you into a negotiation to get back what you deserve in the first place, you're starting on a wrong footing. So I think for the CEO to say that they, and, and let me tell you something, many people don't understand. And I had, I had commented uh, as such on Twitter. The people who have the most to lose are the pilots. Remember the CEO will be there for a, for a certain period of time and he'll have to leave. For the pilots, it's a career. They hope to retire in that airline. So for them, it's in their best interests that Kenya Airways continues operating. So when they come to a point where they're saying they have to do this action, I think we need to take them very seriously. And for me, I think the CEO to say that now he's not going to negotiate. Remember, even if you reach a point whereby you go to the point where the CALPA are being very unreasonable. But now there's a special situation because the whole airline is grounded. You cannot then say that you're not willing to talk to them anymore and you're going to fire them. Because I saw adverts for hiring <laughs> pilots, mm. which to me is, is very laughable because the type of equipment that is in Kenya Airways, to get pilots with that kind of experience, you're not going to get any pilot flying any plane in KQ for at least a year if you ground the airline today. So if there is goodwill to resolve this matter, people have to sit down on the table. Unless you're trying to say you're going to fire all the Kenya Airways pilots and start the airline all over again. Mm. If that's the strategy that you have, 
then you can decide not to discuss with the pilots. Ronald, is there justification? Because, look, the CBA is not the only thing that they're asking for. Mm. <clears throat> like you said, it's mm. they're not asking for anything mm. new even. Yes. They're saying reinstate what was there before. Correct. Which is what we're saying yes. uh, major <clears throat> majorly. Yes. But then there are other things that are being requested here mm -hmm. uh, for the termination of contracts for the CEO, mm -hmm. you know, chief pilot, yes. such and such. I think there are about nine people yes. that they are being asked to move. Is there justification for that as well? Or in your opinion, should they focus on these things which then are directly linked to their well-being as pilots at the airline? Exactly. And, and that's where I disagree with the pilots. There is no way employees, because at the end of the day, they're employees of the company. Uh, government of Kenya is a shareholder. And as employees of, of the company, you cannot use industrial action to demand for your management staff to be fired from the company. Mm -hmm. That is not a reason for an industrial action. So I agree, disagree with them completely. Mm -hmm. They might have their opinion or advice on how they think the company should be run. But industrial action can never be the way to go. I was giving an example. I could be have a very loss-making company and I decide to hire Eric as my CEO. And he keeps making the losses. Mm. If I can withstand the losses. If you're the shareholder. If I, it's my company. <laughs> and I'm happy making the losses. And I'm willing to bail them out every single time. Mm. It's my loss. So long as I'm paying my employees, including the CEO, properly, as they deserve, mm. then nobody should complain, especially the employees. The people who should be crying and calling for change of the management are the shareholders of the company mm. and not the employees. So I think for that particular point, they're out of order. Mm. If it's one of the demands that they should let go of, it is demanding for for management staff to, let, to, to be let go of. Mm. That's when I disagree with them completely. Mm. And yeah. yet they haven't moved an inch even mm. on that. Th th that's, now that's a problem. And that's mm. the point of negotiation, Eric. If they mm. sit on a table, then... You see, each side needs to give up something. Then, for them, that's one of the things they should let go of immediately. Because I think that's a very unreasonable demand. But without negotiation, remember, mm. we have an standoff where the airline is losing. The reputational damage that comes with that uh, loss of flying. Because remember the passengers saying, you know, without Kenya, you know, hospitality. But now we are coming here, we are stranded, nobody is willing to help us. Yeah. The reputational damage that comes with such action, even recovery from that as a business, will take a long time. You know, I'm, <coughs> I'm, I'm puzzled. Mm. Here you have a situation where people have grievances. A lot has been said. The CEO was here, said what he said. We read what the union is saying. And yet, all this is against a backdrop of COVID, the ravages of COVID, yes. and the realities of COVID. And some of the demands that are being made against this backdrop are the management saying they are trying to recover the losses. They are trying to reinstate the pay that was previously there. They are saying they are trying to ensure that the statutory deductions and the things that pertain to the welfare of the staff are being managed incrementally and not all at once. Correct. That's one side of the argument. The other side of the argument is saying, no, 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 we want this immediately. Mm -hmm. We want this now. We want the other. When I listen to this conversation, I'm forced to think that there's something else happening here other than what I'm reading. Because mm -hmm. this, in my mind, again, I'm thinking simplistically, doesn't seem to be a very difficult thing to resolve. If there's goodwill on both sides and what they're seeking is actually a solution, then it shouldn't be difficult. But when people are intractable and they have a position from which they're willing to, unwilling to move, then I have to ask, okay, so what on earth is going on here? <laughs> exactly. And I agree with you because 
and that's why for, for for you see once people sit on the negotiating table because mm. it's unfortunate for me it's unfortunate for the government to be involved in the negotiations and why i say that be is because <clears throat> government is just a shareholder mm. this is not a parastatal and as a shareholder because Kenya is a private company. It was privatized. It's even mm. listed in the stock exchange. Mm. It's there for a private company. And government, all they are is shareholders. Mm. And once you're shareholders, the responsibility of running the company has been assigned to the, the board. board and the chief executive officer. Mm. And therefore, for, for the CEO to drag the government in and say, negotiate on my behalf, I think it's, it's someone trying to run away from the problem. But is the government not a guarantor in this particular case? Look, how much money has the government put into this airline just to keep it afloat and to keep it operating and to support it through this period of covid and post-covid recovery so do, can't you say that the government has a bigger stake here or looking after their own interests because their stake is huger than everybody else like you said it's as true. well yes they, they are they are but you see the problem is uh, when the ceo says i'm not going to negotiate and he knows i think to me this is my opinion i feel it's a point whereby the CEO knows the government will always step in and as you say, because they're the biggest stakeholders and save my skin against these negotiations, no matter which stand I take. And remember, I feel Kalpa also are not exposed in terms of the media because who comes to the, to the media a lot is Kenya Airways and they get a lot of this airtime. All the headlines will be Kenya Airways and then it will be the cake, the pilots are refusing to budge. And I can assure you they're not refusing to budge. If you sit on that table, and as you said, people want those planes flying. The pilots are also sitting at home. They are the ones who are going to lose all their jobs. So even them, they want the planes in the air. If there is goodwill of negotiation, um, I can guarantee you people will sit on the table and those things will be resolved. Those demands for saying that they want everything to come at once, I know for sure that is not true because I've spoken to the general secretary. Mm. They've been negotiating how that, that can be paid off slowly. But there is a sticking point, which I don't think any of us in this room is sure of as you said there must be something that is blocking those negotiations there's another game of foot there's there must be something else so but in my hope is there is goodwill for this airline to fly mm. because at the end of the day uh, kenya airways is kenya airways if it was a private company maybe when it was privatized the name should have been removed mm. so it's not kenya airways anymore so that now this attachment we have for this national carrier because of how it's run mm. we could have easily treated it as, a, it as a private company then you have competition maybe another airline could have come and we call it the national carrier and mm. it's managed well and runs well and continues to operate Moshima, you say that you you are obviously in touch with the leadership of the of the association yes are you saying that they have said they have not had a sit down with the management of kenya airways that's exactly what they've told me they say We've tried to call these guys to talk to us. They have never sat at a table this, with this, Kenya Airways management. They've sat on a table with Kenya Airways management. Mm. But since the strike started, they've told me they've tried to, read, to talk to management. They say they've met this is people from Saturday. the ministry. Yes, mm. they've met people from the Ministry of Labor and even Transport Ministry. But the management of Kenya Airways has refused to sit with them. The statements that have come from uh, the CS for Transport, Kipchuma yes. Murkomen, since Saturday, yes. but the effect that, in fact, the Ministry of Transport has taken a back step and the CS for Labour is the one who is leading in the negotiations. Mm -hmm. And at the negotiating table is Kenya Airways management on one hand and CALPA officials on the other. Yes. And that was on Saturday. Yes. Again, another update again on Sunday. Yes. That another meeting that took place did not bear fruit, which... That statement is saying that both of them attended. 
then I need to so confirm. It, this is strange now yes. when the union leaders say we are the only ones who have been attending this meeting. When the CEO has said he's attended those meetings, so what position are we? I need, I need to, yet? I need to. I, I hope they are not lying to me, but I'll talk to them again because, <laughs> yeah. according to them, there is lack of goodwill on the other side completely. Mm. That and that is why there is this stalemate. Yeah, you know the, you said something that um, I found particularly interesting. That by the time you find you're in a situation where a strike has been called, it means. As you say, all bets are off. Mm. So, <laughs> something, something has not given way. I, I, I mean, but this entire situation that we're talking about, I mean, this is an industry you've been in. What could possibly be this issue that cannot be? What is it? Let me tell you why I'm asking the question. Mm. We're already being told that there are pilots, Kenya Airways pilots, who are willing to fly. Yeah, management pilots. <laughs> who are management pilots again? You see, in the airline, you have you have the instructors, mm. so they are termed as managers. So they come, they become like part of the management staff. So yes. they are not unionizable. They are unionizable, but they are all members of Kalpa. They are all members of Kalpa. Okay. okay. So let me rephrase my question. <laughs> they are members of Kalpa yes. who are willing to fly. And from what the CEO told us, even some who are not management are willing to fly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, whenever there is that break in that uniformity that started off when uh, when it comes to negotiation, then I, as a non-looker, looks and says. What is it that these people are seeing that I have not seen? Mm. What is it exactly? Again, the same question I'm asking. What really is going on here that makes someone be willing to sacrifice their job? You know, a situation such as this one here, you, you know, it's not unique. There, there are other parts of the world where this has happened. Yes. Uh, the, the one that I think has done the rounds is the Singaporean one. Yes. Where... Uh, the, the, the then Prime Minister Lee had a similar situation, Correct. and 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 he addressed it differently. Correct. Okay, yes. now there was no issue of the CEO addressing it. He addressed it. The president, mm. the Prime Minister. Yeah, yes. he addressed it and said, "Guys, this is the situation that we find ourselves in." Mm. Now, in your time and experience, what do you think would be the thing <coughs> that, as a pilot, you'd feel this one we cannot move away from? Sorry. If it means the end of my job, so be it. What is it? Okay, I'll give two examples. When when I was in the in the in the in the union, one one of the big one of the biggest issues we had then, and people were willing to strike for, was the employment of foreign pilots. And the reason was that we have enough pilots in Kenya. We kept insisting we have enough pilots, and therefore, before you go to look for foreigners, you should employ our Kenyan pilots. That was one of the sensitive issues. Okay. Another one we encountered is when they fired some of our senior pilots. And, uh, and that's why sometimes I say, uh, Kenya Airways, in terms of their labor practices, sometimes they don't want to recognize the collective bargaining. They fired some of our senior pilots unilaterally, and it was a done deal. Mm. So when that happens, the rest of the pilots feel now even my job is in danger because mm. if we allow this to happen, then it means tomorrow I'll be the next victim. Mm -hmm. So that one was also a very big issue, which could have left, led to a strike, but it did not. Uh, we ended up resolving it. So I think for me, those are some of the issues I can, that come to my mind that can lead to a situation whereby if the other side is not willing to listen or to recognize 
or to recognize that there's a leadership of the union that we, it's a collective bargaining. Because sometimes Kenya is like uh, negotiating to indiv with individual pilots. I think ideally, Kenya always would like a situation whereby everybody is on contract and when they are negotiating with you, you have different terms of employment. Mm. I think that's the ideal situation that they would like. But what I want to point out is that in terms of pi pilots, uh, especially, the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement, is not just about pilots' pay. There's a safety factor that is there. Because uh, I'll give an example. Our civil aviation regulations, the one that this, our safety regulations in Kenya, mm. the law especially, never catches up to international standards. Because I, I remember people saying pilots don't work as hard as other employees, mm. <laughs> but they are paid a lot of money. And, and this measure, <laughs> what's the measure of hard work? Exactly. Oh, you just have to put a bird in the <laughs> So let me explain. <laughs> For example, due to safety reasons, this is even in, the, in our regulations in Kenya. Maximum flying hours per month, flying hours, is 105. 105 flying hours. Maximum. Mm -hmm. Maximum. So, if you fly to London, let me give London an average of 10 hours, just for example. It's probably eight and a half or whatever. Okay. If you go London and back, 20, gone. 16, 20 hours. 20 hours uh -huh. Right? So, how many Londons can you do in a month? Five. Yeah. Right? So, for example, if I do a London, come back, in two weeks, I do those five flights. The rest of the month, I can't fly. <laughs> and this is just scientific research that has led to this fatigue factor. Mm. In fact, when accidents happen, the first thing investigators check is, did this guy rest enough mm. before he did the, the next flight? So in our CBA, because the KCAS does not, it does, doesn't keep up with international practices. In our KCAS, when we started, for example, the long haul flights, What's like if you go to New York, Kickers, English. Uh, sorry, Kenya Civil Aviation Regulations. Sorry, mm -hmm. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> when, when we started the New York flights, for example, mm. and actually it was Guangzhou, which flights were longer than 12 hours, let's say going up to 15 hours. Right. Then you need augmented crews, which means you, don't you cannot fly only two pilots. You probably need four. Some, the same. you need the planes with the bunkers, mm -hmm. they sleep, the other pilots fly. Our regulations did not cater for that. So in our CBA, you have to put those kind of requirements and say, if you're going to do flights for this long, you have to do one, two, three, four. So a plane leaving Nairobi to go to Guangzhou must have four pilots on board. New York has four. I don't know Guangzhou if it's still there. New York. New York must have four. New York is how many hours from Kenya? Um, you know, I'm, I'm out of date. I don't have exact. 14 hours or something? 14, 14, 14 so hours. 14, 15. Yep. Yes. So in the CBA, you have those kind of safety issues. But remember... That's why I'm saying the importance of CALPA is not only the bargaining for pay. Mm. The safety aspect cannot be ignored. If you let an airline operate without an association of pilots, you run the risk of when they are chasing profit, they cut those corners. They can say now, we'll go here with a certain number of pilots following mm. the regulations. Because the regulations themselves have a bigger headroom just because they are out of date. So that CBA, I think... Sometimes management would like to remove that aspect of the bargaining agreement and go to our regulations, which are a bit outdated, so, mm. they have, so that they can utilize crew in a certain way. How is it that we'd have outdated regulations in Kenya? See, now that's a parliamentary issue, which now hopefully... Uh -huh, which is where you come <laughs> in. <laughs> Captain Ronald Karawi is a member of parliament for Kasarani constituency. <laughs> he is <laughs> a trained pilot. Worked for Kenya Airways for 11 years, was the Secretary General of uh, the Kenya Airline.
Pilots Association, CALPA, the ones who are now on strike, and you're talking about that. So the main thrust of our conversation is going into that uh, after we come back from the break, Parliament's oversight role on the future of Kenya Airways. What is it that Parliament can do to ensure that this airline does the right thing, whether it's break up into small pieces, whether it's retained it the way it is, and all that. This is The Situation Room. The only way to start your day. Our guest this morning is the Honorable Captain Ronald Karauri, MP for Sarani constituency. There's an article that's been penned by the opinion piece by Mashari Gaida today. He says, it's no longer about being perpetually held hostage by arrogant, pampered <laughs> flight crews. <laughs> the pilots are being extremely irresponsible for the umpteenth time they're grounding an airline that's already hemorrhaging so much so that it only takes to the air because you and i and everybody else in kenya must bail it out kenya airways pilots are not striking just on matters of their pay and working conditions there's a sabotage of an already ailing employer as if they're inflated salaries <laughs> which are a key factor behind KQ's cash wars are not enough. They are also presuming the right to practically take over the national career. Now, you're a member of parliament. <laughs> this airline is making money. One, one of um, the hosts of the morning host for our sister station, Berur FM, called MC Jaffe, this morning said, at Kenya Airways is making losses. Why? And they don't give free rides. <laughs> <laughs> so the airline is making money and then the airline is spending a lot of money, right? Yes, exactly. Are they, the two justify, justifiable figures? You know, um, there was a time when I was the general secretary, we were called by the transport committee of Senate and the chair was Anyang Nyong. Mm. And his question, that was his question. And he was asking, how come Kenya Airways keeps making losses? There's a time we sat with uh, the CEO then who was Mbuvi and the triple sevens. Remember, we had triple sevens, yep. which had a carrying capacity of 322. They're the ones that, that were doing the China route. Mm -hmm. And they were always full. When I say always full, I mean we used to take off from China at maximum takeoff weight, meaning mm -hmm. we could not carry anything else, <laughs> anything extra. Full. But... When we come to Nairobi, they tell us as Kalpa, you know, these planes are not making money. We have to sell them. And the question I, we were asking, now, the plane is full. Where, where, how is it going? Do you need to put people on the wings for it to make money? <laughs> this is... If it's, full to, if it's carrying 100% of its capacity, correct. how is it making, how is how it making, making losses? Yeah. And, and again, the issue of pilots' pay came up. And the argument was, these pilots are overpaid. I remember the time I told the committee, I told them the pilots in Kenya are not overpaid. In fact, your pilots love Kenya Airways because you have very good pilots. They have the ratings required to go to any Middle Eastern carrier, but they stay here because they are happy to be at home. Because they are paid more than they would be. They, no, they are, they, are paid, they are paid well okay. for, for being in Kenya because they are flying the same equipment. Okay. And that's why I said a, a Dreamliner in Kenya, the same Dreamliner being flown at Emirates and in Qatar. Since then, we have hundreds of pilots who have left because of the conditions in Kenya. Mm. But if you look at the losses, the Kenya Airways losses, because their turnovers are very high, but as, we, as you've said, they spend more. The costs are much higher. We even said, you know, if you remove all the pilots' costs, let's fly, fly for free. <laughs> 
then you'll still make losses. So this issue of costs and pilot pay and employee pay, there's a time even they let go of a lot of cabin crew to cut costs, but they continue to make losses. So the thing is, they are not addressing the real issue. The real issue is these costs are coming from somewhere. I don't know where they purchase the planes, whether it's directly from Boeing. There are some things that need to be looked at so that we understand how come we spend so much on leasing these aircraft that we cannot cover the costs. Kenya Airways tickets are not cheap. <laughs> they are not no, cheap. They are not. They are probably the most expensive tickets yeah. you can and buy. People still buy them. Exactly. Because they love the airline. But we still make losses. So the issue of pay is to as a contributing factor to the condition that Kenya Airways is in cannot be termed as a factor at all. It Which, cannot be. You know, the, the discussions that we've had so far in the papers and even here, yes. we've talked about uh, the union, we've talked about the CEO. But I've asked myself, so does this CEO act independent of the board? I mean, does the CEO just make unilateral decisions and then inform the board? Or does the board <laughs> have a say in the operations of the airline? Mm -hmm. I ask the question because when you talk about the cost, we're asking the same question. The question we asked was, okay, who owns Kenya Airways? Who owns the planes? Okay, we asked. It was explained to us. The board is never discussed. The board seemed to get uh, a free pass. And yet, it is a board of management. Correct. correct. Policy, decision-making, it is them. Yes. Okay? Now, so let me ask my question. <laughs> First of all, are there pilots in this board? No, of course not. Problem number one. <laughs> Why, of course not? You know, again, there's this feeling, I think, with my, it's, that's what I'm saying, it's a culture at KQ. Mm. I think they feel if we have a pilot at in the board of Kenya Airways, ah, you're finished. Yeah, we are done. It's the same <laughs> perception. The article you just read, mm. there's a perception out there about Kenya Airways pilots. This arrogant story, I don't know where it comes from. Entitled Entitlement. Spoiled brats. And spoiled. Mm. Because the, the, the guys who go to Qatar, is, is they are paid probably twice as much as Kenya Airways pilots. Mm. And they still are given housing, paid for school fees. You cannot compare the benefits they get okay. when they're on that side or at Emirates. So, and it's the same plane they're flying. Mm. And I guarantee you something. Let's say Kenya Airways falls today, if, if, if that's the plan. It falls today. These same pilots <laughs> that you're going to fire all of them today, mm. whatever new airline, because Nairobi as a hub, there will be an airline. Mm. It's a profitable hub. Yes. It, it, you know, in fact, the, 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 the reason we're making profits, we're not making profits, doesn't make any sense. Do you think, <laughs> Ronald, <laughs> yes. even looking at this, so, I mean, I can almost guess what, what you would say, but <laughs> is there anything wrong with paying airline pilots well? You, or is it even, is it, it should, should it even be demanded that it should be the mm. kind of profession that we're looking at and then what you're tasked to do? Should it be this teeth pulling exercise every time it should not and i tell you let me tell you why uh these pilots they can fly these planes anywhere in the world mm. and what has happened right now people are going to fly like if you go to qatar i don't think you'll find qatari pilots <laughs> maybe two or three mm. everybody is a foreigner mm. in emirates as well in etihad so these pilots can fly anywhere so long as you are rated on that particular equipment mm. kenya airways has this boeing aircraft which of course now you can fly anywhere in the world so, so long as you've flown on Boeing. Exactly, okay. and you're rated on the aircraft. Right. Mm. So if you're trying to run an airline business and you know you're going to have those aircraft, you better have a budget to pay the pilots who are rated on that aircraft. You cannot try to operate a Dreamliner 
with a Cessna pilot. <laughs> so if you want to operate Cessnas, do a business for Cessnas. You cannot have Dreamliners, then you complain, I'm paying too much money. Then that's clear indication you don't know how to run that business. Simple as that. You know, Moshimiwa, the, the reason why I asked the question, huh? mm. my mind went back to yes. the time of a gentleman called Brian Davis. Yes, yes, yes. That was before my time. But yes. Yes. <laughs> but yes, it was my time. <laughs> I, 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 when you were flying. Man. Sawa, chandele. I used to board coast bus. Mm. <laughs> the, we were at a point when we began that privatization journey, mm. when we were actually making profits. Mm. Kenya was, was so popular. And I say popular because, if my memory serves me right, airlines in Europe were folding. Yes. Kenya was, was just moving from strength to strength Correct. to strength to strength. Mm. And then that group of individuals left. We brought in one of our own. Lo and behold... <laughs> This thing we're discussing now began then. Suddenly, this profitable airline, profitable, suddenly started having issues. And all we've seen is it got from bad to worse to where we are now. And mm. COVID didn't help. Mm. So it means that this airline and the problems around it have to do actually with how it's managed. Not the pilots, not the airplanes, not the customers because those ones all those equations add up it's the management level and bang at the doorstep of the board if you ask me mm. so what is it that the management of kq has gotten wrong all this time mm. because the one problem that seems to be apparent as you say are our costs mm. when we had covid there's a problem that arose there was this thing called cargo that just kept moving and somehow we didn't seem to have enough planes for cargo and so you ask okay management uh, why didn't we have enough cargo planes because this is a good business cargo was moving people are the ones who are not moving correct again management again board mm -hmm. so even as people keep focusing on the ceo stop focusing on the ceo this is someone who takes instructions from a board mm -hmm. focus on the board and the people who are there and the decisions that they're making and ask yourself mm -hmm. who are in this board and then ask the other question who do they represent <laughs> whose interests do they represent because you can't have a problem of this nature airlines like the ones he mentioned came after kenya Airways, mm. and they're making money this nairobi as he says is a hub where the entire continent meets this one here so mm. and and you see for the board i think and you're right you see the shareholders are the ones who nominate members yes. of the board so I think also the shareholders, which government, <laughs> mm -hmm. they need to, when they are nominating people to the board, put people with airline experience, yes. put people with some managerial experience, put people who are going to add value to that position, rather than just placing people to sit on a board. Mm. Yeah, because that's the issue even we had previously. Mm -hmm. There was a time KLM had members in the board when KLM was a big shareholder. And even when Naikuni was there, Na Kenya has made a lot of profit. Mm. The losses started coming with the embryos when they came. Mm. So there's uh, something there which... <laughs> needs so what to is this <laughs> issue? Because you've, you've <laughs> gone into it a number of times. Mm. CT asked about it yesterday and the CEO said, you know, there are rumors all over Kifaru this country. And we, giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, Samburu Listen. and yeah. Savo yeah. and such. And mm. so the leasing companies yes. versus the... Owned the owned mm. two owned uh, equipment mm -hmm. and then there's what has been bought but then we are paying back loans via 
some entities yes explain that to us <laughs> well i can't you see i don't have enough information to explain because even for me it will be uh, here it will be, be rumongering so i can't comment but the cost the cost there is something in the cost uh, the uh, i i think the breadcrumbs lead in a certain direction mm. you see when you look at the planes that you say embrea Mm. they are nice planes mm. cargo capacity and and interesting you know when the embryos came eh, i was in kalpa then yes and we protested yes and we said where is this aircraft going to operate yes the story kept changing uh, you know it's going to be a low cost carrier it's going to just do local flights the story kept changing so this embryo comes it's full of uh, tvs on it i'm like which low cost mm. <laughs> has mm. tvs and then it cannot carry cargo even to go to mombasa you have to put ballast so mm. you have to add some so even when we actually called the embryo people what is the came, issue with the embryo the, the embryo was just not suited for our market why in terms of carrying capacity there's what, a distance what about it range? cannot go the range yes. so, so what is it for about example, the plane that is that can't work here so when it was brought we bought so many mm -hmm. some started going to lagos for example they did okay. go to lagos this now they are going to lagos they cannot carry Kagum. Nigerians the like are traders. Uh -huh. They come from China in a triple seven, carrying all their cargo. Mm -hmm. When they come to Nairobi, they are put in an embryo. All their cargo is left. All. So someone lands in Lagos with nothing. With nothing. So the embryo cannot carry the it cargo. It cannot carry. They call the winglets, okay. isn't it? Yes. Because the, they the, don't the have embryo. space. They right. don't have. They don't have. So that it was a wrong choice because our type of passenger is someone who is carrying all those bags. Yeah. It, embryos are for Europe where people are maybe going on holiday and the cities are very close together mm. so they're not carrying much so that choice of aircraft brought a lot of issues mm -hmm. and it started spiraling down so essentially then. the embryo was like a commuter airline correct uh, meaning uh, you can take SGR or take embryo quick nip into yes. You yes. the next city and then back mm. yeah. hop, hop up there and come yeah. back yeah. as a member of parliament yes. Mashimira, what is it that parliament should do yes to so, streamline Kenya mm. Airways so in fact for parliament there's two things of course you see now there's the public interest where like the committee of transport called and asked all these questions yeah. but the more i think the bigger role that parliament can play is in terms of the budget process because remember even the allocations that go to kq the last one was done via the supplementary budget mm. now again there'll be a bailout coming because they'll need money and to be honest if kq is to succeed it will need an injection of cash mm. but for that to work management must show that they are going to turn around the airline mm -hmm. so again parliament and the big question will come especially with this strike i know members of parliament will be asking themselves especially at this time when we have drought in the country we need to give food to our people people will ask themselves we have this money and the country is not doing well in terms of of our finances mm. so members of parliament will be asking themselves in terms of budget if you put for us a budget of 30 billion to give kenya airways do we have 30 billion to give kq or should we spend this money to, to feed, feed our Kenyans. people or mm -hmm. to uplift the lives of our kenyans especially in a company that it looks like it is not going to turn around anytime soon mm. so this is going to be a big challenge for parliament so parliament i think if we are going to give any more money to this airline we need to be very clear and have proper targets of saying we are going to turn around and start making money at this point because definitely we do need an airline in kenya but whether it's supposed to be supported by government funds or shareholder funds that's the other question mm. can yeah. kenya airways run on its own if managed properly from what you see run on its own without any kind of government 
intervention fund wise i believe can it can it happen i believe it can cuz uh, as i said nairobi is a hub like if you look at south african airways the biggest issue they had is cuz of their geographical location mm -hmm. you know when you're down there now you're only transporting south africans mm. there's no one else you're transporting if you're coming up <laughs> south africans you know but in nairobi everyone from west africa who wants to go to asia they stop here because even if you look at from dakar to nairobi is already almost uh, eight ten hours mm. so you have to stop in nairobi anyway mm. then you proceed so you can never lose customers even customers coming from now south africa mm. going mm -hmm. north mm -hmm. to europe this is a perfect hub so an airline run properly in nairobi will work but we are running out of time because remember now rwanda have invested have. in Uganda, a proper Uganda's airport thinking about it yeah. yes yeah. and uh ethiopian has again invested very heavily mm. so we are running out of time if we don't do it soon that opportunity might disappear forever but it's of interest because if you talk of ethiopia and some of the airlines that seem to be coming up if you look at their ceo and some of the members of their board they have flying experience they are pilots they have experience yes, yes. So, you, so you have a management of people who actually understand the industry it's very important as opposed to just understanding management because yes. it's tricky isn't it taking a manager to learn f to fly is a bit difficult but if you take a pilot to Most learn managing things. it should uh, be and, and you know why, why i say that because you see uh, as a manager that's mm. why they see kalpa as a problem <laughs> mm. you get my point mm. if you have no airline experience they see the association and in terms of safety they see those things as hindrances to make money as opposed to things that exist when you're running an airline but i hear you saying airline experience yes. i hear ct saying mm. flying experience uh, two different things it could be just airline experience mm. but i think it's important to have someone with flying experience in the board you need somebody around there in the board yes right yes there was a deal that was struck between President Uhuru Kenyatta then and uh, South Africa's President Cyril Ramaphosa. Yes. Incidentally, Ramaphosa is coming to the country today. Mm. Uh, this is with regards to Kenya Airways and South African. Yes. Would it be of any benefit to have these two struggling airlines working together? For me, it's my personal opinion. I think KQ would be, KQ is already struggling. Then you add South African, and which struggles. now... Kenya Airways is supposed to be lifting South Africa, to be honest. Because, you know, unless South African falls, they give us their planes, and then we carry for them from South Africa. Because, you see, for them, as I said, it's South African passengers only, mm. or from Southern Africa that you're, you're, you're transporting. Mm. Personally, I don't see a big benefit of that partnership. Maybe I need to see the details, but honestly, I don't see. There was a second thing that you had before you closed. Yes. You said... Parliament needs to focus on two things. One is budget, um, the upcoming budget, and the question about uh, giving some more cash to Kenya Airways. Uh, what's the second thing? The second thing is just that uh, oversight from the committee. You know those kind of questions that we ask? Because remember, it's still a private entity. So Parliament cannot purport now to tell them how to run their affairs. But in terms of their effect on customers or, or consumers, the cancelled flights and whatever you know you can ask the questions and get reports right. from the management to explain okay these are the reasons behind all these issues i think those are the only two things we can do because at the end of the day it's a private company and uh, the government is just a shareholder but now the problem is now they're using shareholders funds therefore parliament must get involved must play a bigger role in yes it, it must it must mm.
do you see all of this coming to a head in the next couple of days? Because the truth of the matter is that it, it's not good. It doesn't yes. look good at all. Yeah. There are passengers all over the world who are waiting to fly. Yes. There are people who have flights in the next eight hours at the airport in different countries right now, yes. hoping that Kenya will fly. Yeah. Do you think that this will be sorted out? I think it must. <laughs> I think it must be sorted out. Mm. Yeah. I, d I don't think there's an option. Mm. They really have to sort it out soon. Whichever way they do it, uh, I don't think it can last another two days. And sucking pilots will not be the solution. It will not be the solution. It's not even an option. What about sucking the board? Wow. That is another. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remind story. you, CG, that the current board is, uh, what, about less than four years, four, five years old? When how old must they be? 20. <laughs> yeah, you're talking as if this board has been there forever. No, I'm talking and about the reason why this board was brought in is because of the issues at Kenya Airways. Mm, so they true. brought in somebody who has had a management of billions of shillings uh, in a company mm. and made him the ch chairman, executive chairman of the board, Michael Joseph. Okay. And other members of the board. <laughs> okay. Mm. I merely asked the question. Oh, okay. I, I didn't say they should be sacked. <laughs> I asked the question. <laughs> can I not it's ask the question? question? You may. You, may you can ask the question. question. Yeah. Captain, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very us. much for having me. And I would like to have you again, of course, as we talk about now work that's being done uh, in Parliament. Yes. As a member of parliament, as a business person, yes, and also your businesses, yes, yes, I'm happy to be back. The controversy around your business, uh, invite me, we'll talk about it. It's okay. another long story, we will invite you. <laughs> another long one, very long. Have you heard of the room.com? You know, you, your business is tech heavy, right? Yes, yes, yes. If you go to the room.com, you'll find the best tech talent okay. in this country, yes, that have been clearly vetted. Oh. and trained well yes. so you're talking about cloud developers you're talking about uh, web developers you're talking about software engineers yes. coders. and coders oh. and people who will make the programs that can make us win money when we put in bets yes <laughs> <laughs> the next time you're hiring yes. go to the room <laughs> i will i will check it out thank you very much Captain Ronald Karauri is a member of parliament for Kasarani constituency. He is also a trained pilot. He's a former leader of the Kenya Airline Pilots Association, having flown with Kenya Airways for 11 years. He's been here today telling us about you know, the intrigues that he, as he sees them and also the oversight role of parliament in making sure that Kenya Airways retains that public interest and public image. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time.